Hey everyone, it's Mike uh, with your uh, April Fool's edition of uh, the Morning Commentary. Um, it feels more like a Sunday to me than it does like a <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, came back from a walk with the dogs this morning and there were more people walking than there were cars on the road. Um, so certainly uh, business activity continues to slow um, based on the traffic flow I'm seeing on, on some busy streets around here. Um, there were literally... Uh, more people walking this morning than there were cars on the road. Um, one of the roads by my house that typically takes uh, a good 10 minutes to get across if you're trying to make a left-hand turn on a Wednesday morning um, at 8 o'clock would normally, uh, like I said, take you about 10 minutes to sit there and wait for a break in the traffic to get across. Um, today, there were zero cars going either direction. So um, certainly a, a change of, uh, of pace from where we are normally um, and, uh, that's something I, you know, I monitor quite a bit. Um, when we look at the overall, uh, landscape this morning, we had the ADP employment report come out. Um, it doesn't really sound like a terrible report with, uh, basically just a decline in 27,000 jobs. Um, so we, we had a loss of 27,000. Um, now it's important to know that this report, um, only, uh, only runs through March 12th. Um, so it doesn't really capture, um, you know, what happened after the 12th. And remember a lot of the shutdown started occurring after the 12th. So people were letting, um, employees go prior to that, that date, right? So what we can probably expect is that the month of April will be horrendous, uh, when we actually get that data. Um, but clearly, you know, people were letting go of, of employees prior to this um, major shutdown. So uh, no surprise that most of the 90,000 jobs were lost in small businesses with with 66,000 of them coming from the 1 to 19 employee group and 24,000 coming in the 20 to 49 employee group. Large businesses were hiring. Um, mostly, you know, big jobs were lost in construction with a loss of 16,000. Um, trade, transport, and utilities lost uh, 37,000. Information lost 7,000. Uh, you know, basically the only thing that really saw a big increase was in uh, education and healthcare services with healthcare social assistance rising by 44,000, education up by 4,000. Um, so overall, it was a pretty, pretty bad month. And I would expect that, you know, uh, segments like leisure and hospitality, which were only down 11,000, are going to see significant losses in the, the month to follow. Uh, so don't look at today's number and think it was, wasn't that bad. It only runs through March 12th and the numbers are going to be much worse, uh, when we go forward. Um, and we're going to get a better sense of that even tomorrow when we see the 80, um, the initial jobless claims come out at, um, at, uh, tomorrow morning, um, on, uh, tomorrow morning at eight 30. Uh, so when we look at, um, overall markets overseas, and around the world, uh, we kind of start going through that. You have um, Europe mostly lower, all lower, uh, with the DAX down 4%, uh, the FTSE down about 4%, the FTSE Milan down about 25 CAC down 45 Stock 600 down 35 Asia was pretty bad as well. Um, Nikkei was down 45 Shanghai down 50 basis points. Hang Seng down 2%. Uh, Kospi down 4%. The only one that kind of finished higher was the Australia index, which was up 3.5%. And that's an absolutely wild market, Australia. The, the way they move around every day is pretty amazing. Um, 
when we come over here uh, back to the U.S., we have markets pointing to sharply, you know, big declines. Uh, you have uh, the SPY uh, pointing to a 3.6 decline, 3.6 percent decline. When we resume trading today, it takes us below 250. Kind of, you know, in my mind, confirms the double top pattern I was talking about yesterday um, and throughout the day in the chat room in the midday update. So. Uh, 250 is kind of your resistance level now for today. Uh, so you can watch that. The IWM is looking at a 5% decline when we reopen uh, for trading today. VIX is climbing back up to 60. Um, so certainly there's a lot of uh, angst now that we got through the end of the quarter um, and we're seeing kind of a return to that downtrend we were kind of wary of um, over the last couple of days. So um, again, I think uh, we're probably heading lower. I, I, I see the next real major level of support not coming till around 242 on the uh, SPY, 241, um, with another major level down around 236, and then probably somewhere around 224. Uh, so there's a lot of work uh, to be done on the downside. I don't really think that that's going to change. Um, we've seen kind of light volume levels the last few days on these big up days, and then we're seeing heavy volume on down days. So kind of suggests to me that the sellers were just backing off for a couple of days while they were letting it lift to get some higher prices to let the markets uh, come to them. And now they're going to take them back lower again now that rebalancing is officially over. Um, again, like I said, I think it was taking place over a couple of days. Certainly yesterday's end of day trading action would suggest that most of the rebalancing had been done prior to uh, yesterday's trading session. So um, again, I looked at some option activity today. I didn't really see anything startling. Um, I'm just going to take a look one more time to make sure that I didn't miss anything while we're doing this. Um, when we look at uh, uh, there was some, uh, I'm just trying to see if there's anything that I note that is noteworthy, which I didn't really see when I did this the first time, but I want to just make sure. Um, there was uh, a little bit of e-mini trading in the S&P 500. It looks like there was some, uh, someone bought about mm, 27,000 of the S&P 500 e-mini to 2465 put options for expiration on uh, June 30th. It looks like they were bought for $153 per contract, which call it, you know, a 2300 break-even price if uh, for uh, those options to be uh, expire in the money. Um, well, not in the money, but be profitable if held until expiration. So that was the uh, June 30th. 2465 puts on the S&P 500 e-mini options, which is different than the regular options. Um, and then, of course, uh, if we look on the other side of it, it looks like that what they did here was they sold the S&P 500 e-mini to 2775 calls and collected $90. So what they did was they sold, they bought the puts for 150, they sold the calls for 90. It cost them $60 overall to put the trade on. Um, which kind of increases their break-even price to somewhere around 2,400 on the um, on the put side of it. So that's there are some big bets still going through. Remember yesterday I noted the big bet um, that suggested the S&P 500 fall um, in that article I posted um, during the day. So uh, 
basically, uh, you know, I think you're going to continue to see some lower prices here. Um, there are going to be some opportunities for us to start thinking about where we want to leg into some things. Um, I don't know that, that that's today. I think we have a lot of data coming through. We have the ISM report coming at 945, which is going to be, I'm sorry, the ISM market is, the PMI market comes at 945. The ISM manufacturing report comes at 10. Tomorrow morning, you're going to get jobless claims at 830, which is going to be a massive number. Friday, you're going to get the BLS job report. And then Friday at 10, you're going to get the non-manufacturing ISM report. So there's a lot of data coming through the next three days. And you probably, I'm just going to wait and see how that data comes through before I start doing anything and thinking about doing anything. So patience is on your side right now. Um, use it. 2450 is going to be resistance on the uh, S&P 500. It looks like we have a confirmed double top at the moment. And uh We'll take it one day at a time. See you at uh, 12 o'clock. Bye.